0: Welcome to Garden of Texas, a podcast about AMC's Preacher. My name is Alex,
1: and I have not read any of Ennis and Dylan's Preacher. And my name is Nick, and I, of course, have read all of Ennis and Dylan's Preacher.
0: Today we will be discussing season four, episode nine of the AMC series titled Overture. While we will not be spoiling any of the comic and, by extension, any future plotlines of the show, we will be discussing the details of the series through season four, episode nine. So pause this and go catch up before you listen to the rest of the episode. As always, go to npn.bz/patreon donate even a dollar a month to us we'd be very appreciate appreciative of that or you can donate five dollars a month and that way you'll get into our discord you can chat with us all the time about this show and all of our other shows and of course we're at g2tpodcast.com letter g number two letter t podcast.com also g2t podcast on twitter and g2tpodcast at gmail.com write us some feedback we're recording extremely early this week uh to accommodate some schedules and thanks to the goodness of amc premiere which allowed us to view the, the episode pretty early yeah that is not an ad for amc premiere don't it, don't buy it it was weird when you texted me friday and you were like oh i can't wait to talk about this and i was like you watch it already." <laughs> I, i've more? been watching them on friday night because they're ready 48 hours ahead of time yeah that's great so uh but yes so we are gonna discuss this week's episode uh if you haven't you probably haven't watched it yet so give it another day if if this is downloaded and you started it but um yeah uh not a lot of feedback because we're recording so early so that's good we're gonna get right to it maybe we'll have double the feedback next week Next that's time. entirely possible it will be the series finale of the show so oh my gosh hopefully people write in with their thoughts everybody write in yes Uh, Alright, so for the teaser, Cassidy debates telling Jesse that he and Tulip slept together as Jesse takes a look at his open eye socket. When Jesse exits the bathroom, Tulip springs the fact on Jesse, who appreciates the openness on the matter. Despite Tulip thinking he would lose his shit and word them into toads, Jesse tells them that he loves them both very much no matter what. Cassidy tells Jesse the plan is to get Humperdude, destroy the Grail, and maybe save the world from a fiery apocalypse. Cut to Humperdew being pampered at Masada and fawned over by everyone. Humperdue gets introduced to the top brass at the grail and Jesus comes over to give his son a hug as Humperdew holds cupcakes. The cupcakes smear on Jesus' robes and everyone laughs at him. <laughs> a woman walks up to get a picture with Humperdew, and Jesus thinks it's for a picture of him and Humperdue but he realizes that he is mistaken causing him to glance at Hitler as they both look disappointed. Uh, a big production is being organized at Masada to reveal the Messiah with ballet dancers, mimes, and so much more. Humperdue gets taken to a dressing room where God sits waiting for him. Jesse stands outside using the word to try and bring the Saint of killers to him. Um, it was a long intro. It was a very long. A lot of these have a lot of stuff in them. Yeah. But uh, no, it was a very long intro. Cool to see the triangle kind of heal for the most part a little bit yes before the storm comes basically yes but um i like that tulip just kind of sprang it on him instead of holding it in that was nice yeah and um you know cassidy i don't this is not quite the moment so we'll get to that in act one but anyway that was nice the big production at Masada was fun. That I was think. awesome. That, I, that I loved that tracking or that that one shot kind of going through the whole backstage, seeing everybody preparing and get everything ready. That was do, holding ph- up phenomenal. a shoot. Yep, that was phenomenal. This episode had some of the most directorial flay direct flavor from the director yeah. that i feel like any of them have a had. lot of a lot of visual flair going on yes yeah which is part of the reason why i liked it so much
1: i did like that stuff yes disclaimer before we start recording i said i didn't really like this episode that much but uh directorially i really enjoyed it yeah for sure
0: but mechanically story-wise we'll, we'll we'll get into it more uh i don't think there's a whole lot else to say about the teaser so we can move right on to act one unless you have any notes nothing
1: uh no i don't think so i'm glad you i'm glad you hit that that point about the the showiness of of everything behind the scenes was really good yeah
0: absolutely there's a few other moments in the episode that i think also bring it around so we'll get to that too uh act one tulip feels good about where things are headed as they leave the holy bar and grail cassidy asks jesse if they're all right and jesse says the one good thing about going to hell and back is you get perspective tulip was right he was gone but now he's back uh cassidy clarifies the plan is to rescue humperdue and outside the motel kamal drags bodies of angels and demons out to a pile while they continue to fight cassidy signals them it's time to go as they're uh, as they're how the group plans to get back into masada we briefly cut back to it's morning america where the hosts get murdered live on air as the broadcast gets interrupted by the apocalypse 2020 variety review the police chief in pensacola is watching and he recognizes star on screen Star introduces the variety show as the introduction to the Messiah and the start of the apocalypse. As this happens, Jesse, Cass, and Tulip make their way back into Masada via the angel and demon. The angel and demon stop Jesse to ask them to be careful with their child, Genesis. Back in Humberdue's dressing room, God retells the story of Cain and Abel as Featherstone interrupts so Jesus can present his father with roses and try to win his approval to be the Messiah with his breakdancing routine. God is wholly unimpressed and goes back to his story with Humperdue when his hairdresser hurts him. God kills the hairdresser and scares Humperdue, but nobody is allowed to hurt Humperdue. Uh, you were clearly right about the angel and demon being uh, the their vehicle coming. Not only that, but the vehicle to get into the grail, as you said last time. or I, I mentioned they would be the vehicle to get into the grail. You mentioned that they were still fighting outside, yes, which yeah. was great. And the whole thing about them being the parents of genesis comes to a very perfunctory not very important note no i think no one seems surprised by it either nobody's surprised by it. jesse's kind of like wait what and then walks away like it it doesn't mean much in this adaptation which seems sad yeah yes so i i don't i don't know how much more important it could be but if and when we read the books maybe i will um, Star's introduction to everything was great. I it's fun seeing it's a completely different character. It is, yeah. It's a hundred percent not Hair Star. No, but it's fun to see Pip Torn's chewing the scenery in a different way. Yeah, just
1: doing his best Hugh Laurie. Yes, that's how I felt the whole time.
0: Absolutely, yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Uh, so it's fun seeing him do that in his shitty wig. I think it's a great wig, actually. It's shitty, but it looks great, great. for different. Yeah, rate, yeah, for sure
1: it um, it suits it suits the uh, the the mode that they're going for. Yes, with him
0: absolutely. A tur- star has now turned into game show host star, yes. and it's awesome. Uh, I did kind of like Jesse's barb about like, oh hey, it's okay, you guys slept together, but also I'm back now, so right. it's done. Yep, you know that type of thing. Seemed very, he put him back in his place. Yeah. Jesse is interesting in this episode with his whole like, "I love you both
1: very much, no matter what." And his very, he seems toned down in terms of. He's
0: like uh, almost a little catatonic. It seems. Yeah,
1: that's a good way to put it. He's he's lost his like. I think he thinks he's on a suicide mission, kind of. Yeah. And he
0: just wants to like everything to be good. Well, and I feel like what he thought might be true. No, he he never wanted God to be. An asshole. He didn't want God to have abandoned everybody just for nothing. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he's kind of learned that God is an asshole in this universe and abandoned them for nothing and plans to kill everybody. Yeah, he's lost it. You know, he he he, that what his belief that he had is gone. It's not true. So I think that catatonic state makes a lot of sense. It does.
1: I I'm curious to hear how other people feel about this whole revelation happening. In essentially the the penultimate episode of the series, like, well,
0: and even the, before that, because it was last episode, really. Yeah, but but, you know, but at the end, yeah. essentially.
1: Yeah, no. This and is that's, the first time we see him really the the reaction from it. Yes,
0: and it seemed early. Like I think as as we kind of explain, like as we explained yes or last week, we were like I didn't think Jesse and God would be meeting in episode eight. So interesting. Um... Yeah, and then God retelling the Cain enables. I this is my favorite God costume is oh the tailored suit, the is tailored incredible. suit God with like full frizzed out yeah. hair. It's the best that his wig and beard and eyebrows have ever looked. He looks amazing. It's fantastic. Like I, I want that Hot Toys I, Mark Harlick, <laughs> Mark Harlick God in tailored suit.
1: Uh, honestly, I that is one of my few. No, I have one, two, three, four.
0: I have eight notes from this episode, (laughs) and usually
1: I have, like, 30. Yeah. And one of them just says, God's tailored suit is so slick. It's beautiful. He looks so
0: baller. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: He also looks the most like a
0: villain that he ever has. Yes, 100%. 100%. It's a very dark suit when you would think God would be in, like, the white that the Grail would be wearing, maybe.
1: And it's so... It looks like something Loki would wear. Like, it's very stylish, but there's no tie. There's Mm -hmm. the loosened collar just the wardrobe decisions make him look very villainous and
0: yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Him regaling Humperdue with tales of of Yore. Yeah. You know, like this is their actual final first meeting and it's like in the the green room backstage yeah. kind of like very weird dynamic, but it is extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh all right. Act 2. Tulip, Cassidy, and Jesse fight their way into Masada and notice that it's practically empty. Meanwhile, God manages to accost Cassidy and hide him from the group. God offers Cassidy a mountain of Peruvian heroin, a life with Tulip, and a chance to undo his greatest shame back in Ireland. All if he does one little thing. Starring our friend Tristan yep. from from, uh, from earlier. Uh, meanwhile, in an Australian prison, Eugene plays "Semi-Sonics" closing time. I'm just gonna skip all this Eugene shit because I don't know. Th- I don't think it's important. You just said it. That's yeah. The that's it. Cool. Eugene talks to a priest, and the priest is an asshole for some reason. Yep. Um, this is what this fight montage set to uh, "Go Tell It on the Mountain." Yeah. I think is another moment of like directorial flair that I've missed from the show. Yes, it felt like something from season one. Yes so that that was really great seeing and it it was very comic booky too, the way they kind of paneled it off and like showed split screens, yeah. and like I thought it was great. Yeah. It was probably one of the coolest like translations of comic to screen that I've seen. It was very cool, so that was fantastic um God and Cassidy's dynamic here like I think um. I think we've been building here with what's been happening with Cassidy this season. But I don't... I feel like I know that you don't necessarily like it. Because we're, we're fully done with Cassidy potentially being comic book Cassidy. Yes. So, do you feel as though his turn in this episode puts him in like a... I guess the thing is I'm talking around what comic book Cassidy... What you embody comic book Cassidy as but I know that we've kind of talked about Cassidy's uneasy alliance or like how trustworthy can he really be and we kind of see that come to a head here
1: yeah he's it's weird because I want to say that comic Cassidy is much more complex than TV Cassidy but that's not entirely true I think you as the viewer or as the reader when you're reading the book your feelings will be much more complex you'll be taken through more of a roller coaster with him whereas in the show you're pretty much always on his side yeah like he never really does anything that bad yeah and even the bad stuff he does you're kind of like well he's just so endearing Mm -hmm. which is which is integral to the character in both the book and the show um but yeah it just like i do like it i do like that it happened and i like that it shows again i feel like this kind of harkens back to that conversation we've had about true your true nature and that kind of thing and i think that for everybody in this
0: episode yeah
1: and god is really manipulating that aspect and just talking to him like he's a junkie and and even worse when he's like you're you're a you're a boy who wants to go home
0: he's giving everybody these opportunities to break from that true nature quote unquote right the o'hare curse as we see later on yeah cassidy being a junkie a broken broken man basically
1: and he's god is just reinforcing what he believes to be true that people are not worth saving yeah and they're proving him right Mm -hmm. which is compelling for sure like don't get me wrong everything in this episode I should like a lot yeah. I should have walked away from this episode being like that was really really awesome Yeah, I'm sure that when I watch it again Or when I think about it in the In the full context of the show As the show I'll probably appreciate it a lot more Like what they're doing on a writing level is cool I just think God And his dynamic within the story Is so incredibly different Than the book that it doesn't sit well with me At first So like as I'm watching it I'm like I'm uncomfortable with it Just because it's not what I already know. Yeah. And what I already know works really, really well. So I have to kind of see it through, you know what I mean? To see how it's all going to pay off.
0: Here's what really struck me with this. I really, really love God's interaction with the main three in this episode. Mm -hmm. I think think there's a lot there and it's very, very good. But I'm also so disappointed at how on the nose it is. Mm. I feel like since i know that god is not does not play as heavily into the books okay as a character yeah uh i feel like they are really resting a lot of it on a very bare and naked observation of what god is doing to these people in the show rather than kind of overtly suggesting it through the actions and what has kind of befallen his creation, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that, to me, as much as I love the kind of moment-to-moment, the bigger picture right now, to me, doesn't feel as great. And we'll see how they stick the landing, that, if they stick the landing. That's the
1: thing, yeah. I feel like it's unfortunate, because throughout this whole season, every episode at some point, I've been like, well, we gotta see how it ends. Like, yeah. to, to ultimately judge it. It's I like, kinda, I like some of these
0: bits and pieces, but yeah. I don't know where it's going yet.
1: And the, the show definitely seems committed to making god like the a full-blown villain. Yes. Whereas in the book he is, but it doesn't it doesn't commit that hard. It's not like
0: you you get the you, show the show is telling you god is bad. Yes. The book is the book doesn't. The book The book shows you everybody's point of view. Yeah.
1: So you can kind of choose how who you think is right and who is wrong, but as you're as you're reading the book, you kind of get it. You're like, "Man, god God, we we failed God. We didn't live up to what he, the expectation that he put forth and the freedom that he gives us, we are squandering essentially. Like I get it. I get why he's like, you know what? I'm over it. Yeah. I'm out. And Jesse sometimes feels like the bad guy because he's just hounding this guy, following him around. And God's <laughs> kind of like, dude, just leave me. That's all you got to do is leave me alone. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. You have free will. But that's not good enough for Jesse. Yeah. And it's funny, because as you read the book, there are times where God does stuff where you're like, oh, God is bad. And there's times where you're like, uh, maybe, I don't know. I see where he's coming from, which is, I think, interesting. But, again, it's not bad in the show. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. The but it is a little uncomfortable being like, oh, God is a villain. Yes. God is Doctor Doom. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. But, again, Mark Harlick is just... Smashing it. Just a force, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Eugene whatever is this the, the other another scene is this when he gets hit by the car no well no we'll get to that in a second okay eugene gets hit by a car he looks like the wicked witch of the east underneath. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know why that's true <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's eugene this episode maybe this season that might be it yeah no i think there's something he's gonna like uh, i it, 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 he's gonna turn out to be like another messiah or so i don't know what it is who knows whatever. <laughs> Eugene gets to sit on the throne, <laughs> maybe next to Fior or maybe. whatever. yeah. Act three, Jesse and Tulip are making their way up Masada in an elevator when the elevator powers down. Jesse realizes God stopped the elevator as well as the fact that he was unable to use his powers to stop God in the desert. Tulip reveals that she finally read the letter and she wishes she didn't burn it when she burned down a church. Jesse boosts Tulip out of the elevator and tells her to be careful. But she tells him that she's not scared of God. Featherstone and Star share a moment outside of the review where they acknowledge how good of a team they were and Star realizes how handsome a woman she is and he feels her up. (laughs) Cassidy and God go back and forth about what God wants Cassidy to do. Defend Humperdue until the apocalypse can begin. Cassidy thinks it's one of God's worst ideas to proceed uh, with the apocalypse. He thinks that God just thinks he's weak but God tells Cassidy that he's just a tired little boy who wants to go home.
1: Oh, that's where that part is. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh r- real briefly, I did want to note there were a couple headlines on the uh it's morning or it's morning America. Uh there was climate change is quote real but quote not interesting. And uh Florida man crashes boat into train kills 9 and lives. Perfect. Yeah. Great. But uh I just I just remember that. But anyway, Jesse and Tulip in the elevator felt I liked it a lot. I liked it too. It felt like like, Jesse and Tulip. Yep. It felt like a real, like, reconciliation. Like, not, I guess not even necessarily reconciliation, but, like. They're back on the same team. Cathartic. For good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I really loved her. Like, well, I burned down a church. And yeah. Jesse just kind of smiles at it while also being like, what the hell? And yeah. That was very good. I also liked the I'm not afraid of him and Jesse saying you
1: should be and her saying I know, right? And yeah. then, like, leaving. Like, that was great.
0: Yep. Absolutely, hundred percent tulip. Yep, pure tulip. Um, Featherstone and far and and star felt like
1: felt like star again.
0: Yeah, which is funny that
1: this is the scene where it felt like behind closed doors again. He just back to being star. Yeah, just with hair and a yes. regular eye. But that line, "You're a very handsome woman," was real, yeah. that just made me <laughs> laugh? And then the <laughs> cut to him just already feeling her up. I was like, this is funny editing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, the, the plate shot of him feeling her up and it felt like it was probably just a mannequin that was dressed up. Yeah. Like it was, it was so weird, weirdly shot, but (laughs) it was really funny. It was. So, um it's really funny that the comedian was paula poundstone i don't know if you ever listen to like wait wait don't tell me on uh on npr not really she she's a frequent guest on there so i do actually find her very funny but the fact that she's kind of like the butt of the joke of like the oh the female comedian that we brought to the the apocalypse review was paula poundstone yeah
1: Pretty good. That was funny too. I forgot how politically incorrect his whole intro of all the acts was, and he
0: said female comedian. <laughs> Ethnic, musicians. Ethnic <laughs> musicians. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. He didn't, it didn't matter star. anymore. The apocalypse yeah. is coming. Um, not, yeah, not that he would have cared anyway in the no. first place. Um, and then, yeah, the Cassidy and God stuff. Like, I basically wrote out their their whole dialogue yeah. in my notes because of how much I liked it. It just, like, one of Cassidy's notes, he, the first thing he says is, like, you're just mental. You make dogs die when they eat chocolate. You know, Don Jr. testicles, that's terrible design. <laughs> you know, you've had some bad ideas in the past, but this is just the worst. Yeah. Joe Gilgan and Mark Harlick together. They is, have good chemistry. Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen it yet before before this episode, right? I think. Uh, I don't think so. So so finally, like seeing them together, I think it, it's cool to see see them go back and forth off yeah. of each other.
1: I think, uh, obviously, we, we have not stopped and will not stop praising both of these performances. Yes. But casting Mark Harlick i didn't get why i've always enjoyed it obviously see season one but you need to have that presence and someone who is able to kind of talk down to somebody that effectively yeah and to belittle to to embody the power that is god the condescension (laughs) yeah and and just the utter like just he is like alpha dad like just can't you can't talk back to him you can't stand up to him you can't resist he's gonna be right and yeah. he's like i win after the tulip confrontation and like he just we haven't we still haven't gotten him and jesse really having mm-hmm. a face-to-face conversation so that's what i'm also waiting for but it uh yeah it's just he plays it so well yeah and it's seeing joe Gilligan once be like reduced to like a
0: whimpering child is is pretty intense and yeah no one feels good seeing that well, and I will say like even looking all the way back to season one, his like first appearance where he's meant to be fa- like the fake stand in for God. Yes. There's this really strange arc on like how well he fits into the character mm-hmm. and it feels like this is the episode where it's like, okay, oh, yeah, this it, is this yeah. is why this is why he's here. The this is why he's good. Yeah. Like it, it, it feels the most right that it ever has.
1: Yeah. Which is when you look at the different. Uh, sort of facets of god he's been able to play it's yes. pretty wild even yeah. him and like his biker gear like looks yep. right yep and the dog suit and the regular classic god outfit and uh mm-hmm. and and the fake the the angel who was presumably posing as god
0: yeah it's impressive yeah it's really cool absolutely I like that Cassidy's uh, good stuff that humans have done includes Italian food, Paul Newman, and season two of the Love Boat. Yeah, it just says Paul Newman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the humans made Paul Newman happen. So
1: yeah, pretty good. Yeah, Italian food was a good it was a good start. Yep, it is funny though when you when you think about like oh man I'll think of all the. I mean whether you're you're a pessimist or an optimist think of all the good stuff humans have done and he's like struggling to think of it. And at yeah. first you're like, yeah, that would be hard <laughs> in the face of God to immediately be like these are good things. Yeah. Italian food is a pretty awesome <laughs> start.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh all right. Act 4. In the afterglow, Featherstone appears unsatisfied and wants to go again, but Star assures her that after the apocalypse they can. Featherstone doesn't understand, but Star says they adjusted the plan to a more limited apocalypse through Hoover 2 and he realizes that the plans never got sent out Featherstone asks Starr why he would join the Grail if he wasn't a true believer and Starr tells her that it was just for violence power and dirty sex after all he didn't think she would get into heaven anyway Featherstone seems quite angry Hitler consoles a dejected Jesus but he explains that they're not out of options yet Jesus tells Hitler that he's not a murderer but Hitler tells him I am Uh, tulip climbs out of the elevator shaft to find god waiting for her after god smites an accountant that didn't attend the review he and tulip sit down in an accounting office and god tries to goad tulip into a fight he bets her that he can set her temper off within 60 seconds otherwise he will cancel the apocalypse tulip takes the bet and things go well until god brings up dallas and the loss of her baby He offers to tell her why he did it, but just before the timer goes up, he tells her he can't even remember the cosmic sweeping reason why he would do something like that. Tulip pulls out her gun and shoots at his head, but it does nothing, and he slaps her aside. He then uses scissors and a garbage kale to collect blood from someone in the room. Jesse finally makes it out of the elevator and hears Cassidy groaning nearby. Cassidy is disemboweled on the floor, trying to tell Jesse that he said no to God. However, he reveals that he eventually said yes. Jesse gets knocked out by God, and God feeds Cassidy some blood before he drags Jesse off. All right. Uh, Yeah, so Featherstone and Star, I like the joke reveal of her wearing all of her clothes still under the bed as Star is completely naked. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And what's more, she is just, she's doling it out. Yeah. She's not a recipient of anything. No,
0: no. Yeah. And he, he like kind of speaks of his like prowess or his, I forget what his actual like, uh, he taps into his, it's not feral, but I can't remember. what the Yeah. A carnal. Yes. Something. Yeah. And it's kind of like,
1: okay. All right. I guess I didn't think about it. He's probably been made whole down there yes. as well. He yes. probably doesn't have a faucet anymore. Yes. I so. didn't think about that until just now. <laughs> Either way yeah um and he we finally get the answer that star is by no means what
0: well, we suspected all along, yes, and I think has been laid pretty bare previously, but to see it get revealed to Featherstone, who has always had the wool over her eyes of like I'm she's dedicated a, she's to a the true cause. believer, yes, yeah. that was interesting and and seems to have turned her to maybe some type of ally for for the yeah. for tulip at least, um. And I do remember Julianne Emery tweeting something about an interview where she was like, just think of the things that could happen if Tulip and Featherstone got along. Mm-hmm. You know, very capable. It's true. Capable pair. Um, Flufferman? Yes, Flufferman. Flufferman and what was, uh, what was Tulip's fake identity? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. She said it like two episodes ago, I think. But anyway. Um, it's funny that so Featherstone killed Hoover
1: too, unbeknownst to star. She just like discovered that he was a mole and executed him and just thought nothing of it. And I love that star doesn't know exactly what happened. I think he just picked up on the way she was asking questions like that. He was probably like, ugh something got in the way yeah
0: I don't know because she's there on like security detail like last they left each other she was supposed to die right she was gonna get executed yes but now she has taken her seat back by his side I have a feeling that I guess he hasn't
1: seen Hoover 2 in a while I just feel like he didn't know he just realized like okay something has gone wrong like either he hasn't seen Hoover 2 Hoover Two. she didn't know
0: what the plan was so Hoover 2 must not have succeeded exactly he just is like Ugh. all right, got okay, yeah, gotta go, gotta go to the fax yeah. machine, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, Hitler and Jesus, we can talk about that in the next thing, I think, and then tulip and God, uh
1: oh wait, we didn't uh, I just wanted to mention how insanely cold uh God talking to Jesus through the slit and the door yes. was. And yes. just taking uh, the roses, Feeding the yeah. roses through. Just the, yanking them through and destroying them. And, and then just tossing it aside. Yeah. And then just the, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And then when Jesus does his, when the big moment, the big reveal, and God just goes, good. Good. And shuts it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Rough. Cold. Rough. Very cold. Jesus has daddy issues. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the mother load
1: of all daddy issues.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was rough.
1: Poor Jesus, yeah. Even at the scene where everyone's laughing at him and just for something as stupid as getting that, it's just it's so funny that Tom Perdue is so inept at
0: everything, yeah. And, and everyone but just everybody loves, loves him. him, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. terrible, yeah, yeah. And Jesus isn't Jesus is being. As Jesus as he can in the situation, you know? He's not, like, mad at Humperdoo about yeah, it. Yeah, no, all, all the time. He's he, so nice to everybody. He's not angry that the woman doesn't want the picture. She's asking him to take the picture of that. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah it's a even, very... Even when he runs away with
1: Tulip, he still is, like, very christ-like yes. i mean he just is like exactly as we expect
0: him to be yeah and it's somehow not good enough it's yeah in amazing. in this world it is it is the biggest weakness <laughs> somehow it, yeah. Like, yeah well
1: i mean yeah i think that that's kind of what they're trying to convey is yeah. like you know there here's this guy who laid it all on the line literally gave us everything and still there's
0: people that are like nah <laughs> yeah so thank, thanks jesus yeah yeah great. real great um tulip and god once again fantastic fantastic confrontation
1: I, as I was watching it, though, I was like, I know what's going to make her break, mm. and I know what's going to happen, and I know I'm going to be as annoyed with this as I was during Infinity War when there's the exact same you, you moment. Could've, you could have not, yeah. Yes. You could have just thought about the entire fate of the world and just stayed your hand for 20 more seconds. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's
0: it's but a storytelling same, mechanic that I don't really care for. But Tulip's never really, like tulip i I get what you're saying but it's not like tulip really gives a shit about the world cosmically like to her the whole situation going on is so absurd for literally everybody even stars kind of treating it like yeah we're gonna be fine afterwards even though it's the apocalypse and god clearly wants everybody dead yeah you know like for tulip to kind of Tulip, the person who's, like, maybe first trauma is her dad getting locked up when she was a child repeatedly. And then she gets to the point where she meets Jesse. They have their life together or whatever, and they're finally going to have a child. And she loses that child. For her to then have her creator treat it as this, like, throwaway, like, oh, I did this thing that, like, you might say ruined your life or could have ruined your life. And I thought nothing of it that fucking blows i get it i get it and i get that it's a it's a human reaction but yeah. at the same
1: time as a st- i it's just so extreme a, a storytelling device that it bothers me i get it it feels like the hitler argument basically yeah and i'm like okay
0: yeah no i i totally and i appreciate
1: that. on the on the on the story level of the show that it just makes god win again like yeah. it reinforces how he thinks he's right and how arrogant he is but
0: and she goes back to the i'm still
1: watching it and i'm just like ah, man yeah oh, okay like the scene started and i was like i know exactly what's gonna happen i may as well check my phone <laughs> for a minute and even though it was good it was well acted i was just like there, there's no surprise there and that's gonna, fair
0: that's fair whatever i i did almost think he killed her though when he grabs the scissors and the pail.
1: I knew he didn't because it just wouldn't make any sense, but I did think of how insane it would have been for him to if feed to tulip's bl- blood to, to Cassidy. Cassidy yeah. yeah. I was like, oh. I was like that's fucking sadistic. And, and then as I kind of wished that it did. I was like that <laughs> would be gnarly. That would be some insane, that'd yeah. be a crazy step to take. Yeah. But uh obviously we knew that the other guy, God loves his force push power, and we yes. knew that uh that, that dude was still there. <laughs> force push. Yeah yeah it's uh yeah
0: that was pretty grotesque too cassidy strewn all over the place yeah yeah and i i think there's joseph is gonna have to like kind of chime in here but i'm wondering about the the turning of cassidy like kind of i want to liken it to um it's not peter is it peter someone the person that that yes that betrays jesus Je- yes, that three betray- times yes, yes.
1: I, I was i was thinking the same thing
0: that's kind of the allegory that i'm thinking of but i'm guessing there could potentially be something almost a little more applicable but yeah. but joseph you know. will identify it yeah if there is like that that seems to, to to smell of that and to have god be the one kind of turning cassidy towards like away from jesse mm-hmm. i thought was was pretty interesting and to see that he finally actually did it for humperdoe <laughs> He did it for hump. Yeah, but <laughs> all right. Final act here. I'm going to go all the way up to God and Jesse, and we're going to take a quick little stop to talk about everything. Eugene attempts to bust in the street. We talked about that already. Tulip awakens and tries to bust out of the accounting office via, via lockpick, gun, and chair when the door finally opens and an angry Featherstone trains a gun on her. Hitler cocks a Luger and gets ready to leave uh, Jesus in a drunken stupor when Jesus stops him from leaving. Jesus asks why Hitler wants him to be the Messiah, and Hitler reveals that Humperdew would be for a formidable opponent while Jesus would easily be beaten. They proceed to get into a shoving match. Um. Interesting to finally hear uh, Hitler's motivation. I don't really know... Where Jesse being taking the throne of God sits, that still all is very murky because murky, it also feels like it was part of God's plan too, yes, so it probably doesn't matter in the long run, but uh Jesus and Hitler fighting each other just kind of feels like the whole oh, we're gonna we're gonna look look what we're putting on t v <laughs> Hitler and Jesus are gonna duke it out. what's well, weird is I kind of liked it,
1: yeah, because I was like, okay, we're finally treating Hitler like Hitler,
0: yeah the dastardly like
1: well yeah and well and finally somebody's standing up and pushing hitler around i'm yeah. like good let's yeah. <laughs> remember that he deserves to get his ass beat <laughs> but yeah. especially by jesus it's, yep. it is uh, i agree with you it is definitely them being like, like <laughs> at the same time like this is this is a usage of hitler i can get behind yeah. and like when they were sitting on the bed or like when jesus was on the bed drinking and talking to him and hitler was saying like i'm a murderer and all that like i'll do it and jesus being like Oh man, like you know, wrestling with this, his desire to be, you know, his 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 father's favorite son, but also to not let Hitler kill purdue, Yeah. As they were, this whole conversation was happening. I was like, so mad at season two. I was like, why, <laughs> why, such a waste. It's, I will f- I will go down with the ship of saying season two was stupid because wow, that was so dumb. Yeah. You. The way they introduced Hitler in this season was perfect. Just be like, "Oh, the, the, the Satan's dead. There's someone new is in charge. Boom! Oh, it's yeah. Hitler. Of course, that would have been a joke that would have worked. He's been, he has made total sense in season four. He makes sense. Mm-hmm. He didn't make any sense prior to this, and I will stand by that. I don't need the final episode to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing of that 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 was was useful, and that I'm so irritated. At, that we're at this point now where the series is ending and i think of all the good stuff you could have had from the books yeah in place of eugene and hitler palling around in hell yeah Ugh. Ugh. yeah terrible what a shame trbl terrible <laughs> yeah it is and but it you know this i liked i liked jesus finally telling like no murder's wrong and hitler being like and hitler basically calling him a bitch and being yeah. like you know what the reason i wanted you because because you're weak and i can beat you yeah and then Jesus finally being like no I'm going to push you back even though
0: <laughs> it, Jesus is no longer being very very very, very Christ like Yeah, uh, Hitler's like what are you going to do hug me to death or something yeah, like that. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. like or Jesus is like maybe I will. Is Jesus, Jesus going to kill Hitler? I'm wondering like <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. Hitler's primal yell that he had at the at the <laughs> end there was just that was great. Ludicrous. Yeah. yeah. Because Hitler
1: Hitler's a nerd, man. You look at him you're like how is this guy like Jesus beat this guy out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Give me buff Jesus who knows Kung (laughs) Fu because he's been around for, he's been in heaven for 2000 years.
0: (laughs) Just pumping up. Beat up up Hitler. Yep. All right. And then finally for this episode, God shows Jesse the empty church on Masada grounds as he, and he rests his case on why humanity needs to end. Jesse wonders what God wants from him since he's already taken his parents, his friends and his eye. God explains that he wants Genesis. It's a stain on both heaven and hell. Jesse wonders if Genesis would work on God, and God goads him into trying, but Jesse can't do it. God tells him it's time to give up Genesis, and Jesse tells him to take it from him, but it appears God can't just take Genesis from him. We hear the saint approach, and Jesse tries to have the saint kill God, but it appears God won over the saint by giving him his daughter's doll. God leaves as the saint approaches Jesse. Uh... Yeah, once again, still don't understand why Jesse can't just try and use the word on God. But clearly they're building up to something happening in the finale with that. Interesting to me that God can't just take Genesis back somehow. Well, like Jesse says, a power to rival your own. Yeah. That's...
1: Uh, part of my... dis like of most of god's role in the series stems from that exact dynamic it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense for god to want to talk to jesse face to face while he has genesis yeah. and it also doesn't make sense for god to want to be in the same room as the saint of killers yeah so this final scene stretches was a little loaded for final. Me. <laughs> yes but at the same time i like the conversation but I like the the confrontation I should say between Jesse and God I think it's it was really good and I think Jesse finally realizing like doesn't he say something like God almighty my ass or something yes. like that yep God is not the all-powerful God but yeah he can't just extract Genesis uh yeah it I liked that I, I I'm still murky on what how God was planning on contain like what he thought he was gonna do with Genesis yeah I also think God doesn't really know how it works because I I don't think Jesse can just eject Genesis from his body.
0: No. Well, and that's the thing. We talked about... I talked about how Jesse dying didn't release Genesis and it kind of marries to that final point that we were talking about of like... We've talked about previously and in season three it was a big topic that Humperdoo needed the right combination of gene editing or whatever to receive Genesis. Yeah. And they were testing that. It's almost like jesse and genesis do share a special bond for some reason which is not necessarily something that is present in the books right and well well okay but it's still it makes sense to me that like even in death they weren't separated genesis didn't just leave him it, it's like genesis has become a part of jesse yes so and i do like that he asked why me yeah, doesn't really get the answer. Well, and God has this shitty grin of only God knows that I just burst out laughing when I watched it. Good. I was like, "Damn it!" That's God good. <laughs> is basically like Darth Vader and the Emperor rolled into <laughs> yeah. one. It's pretty wild. It is very, yeah, absolutely. But
1: um, the the reveal of the saint, uh, not there for for God, was was really good. Yeah, I liked that.
0: Yeah and i like but the thing is, is that i feel like the next episode is going to open and it gets undone by something like what's what's going to happen don't be that, surprised <laughs> yeah so it, like i it it might be a great cliffhanger to to sit on for a week but like really you know we'll see what it is the idea that god would be able to kind of appeal to god is pulling out all the strings and kind of being like I'm not just going to sit from afar and watch things happen anymore. Yeah. I'm in the shit. Got to take it into Manipulating people into doing the things that I want them to do to bring about the result that I need. And that's interesting to me. So to see him kind of like give that to the saint as like, I will give you a piece of your daughter if you do this thing for me or whatever, whatever it'll end up being. I think is very interesting.
1: I'm sure he told him he'd bring his daughter back his daughter and his wife back and that was like the token of like here that was enough to get spoiler alert i don't think and this is not coming from the books but (laughs) i don't think god's gonna keep any of these promises i think that's the thing nobody seems to be realizing is like yes he's the ultimate manipulator because he knows what you want he's god yeah he's all-knowing he even says it in this episode yep He's going to play on that And then he doesn't have to Hold up anything He's going to nuke the world anyway
0: Yeah he's just going to Kill everybody So the
1: fact that None of these characters Get that Also bothers me That everyone's like He's just I mean it's in every movie When someone's being tortured And they're like Don't Like they're lying They're not going to do What they say they're going to do Like we all know that trope And God is the ultimate example Of that Like he doesn't have to do anything Well but at the same same time Even even, It bothers me that Even the scene of killers Would would appear
0: to be like Okay Deal (laughs) Like yeah they're kind of trying to play it both ways they're trying to have their cake and eat it too of like god being the creator should it should be in his power to do to keep all these promises and perform the apocalypse like maybe there's some alternate universe that cassidy gets transported to where he didn't become a vampire didn't die in the war yeah made it through and he gets to live out his life the way he meant to and somehow tulips there and they get to have each other right like Maybe that's a thing. And maybe there's a world where the saint gets his family back. And and but in like true universe prime or whatever the fuck it is, the apocalypse happens and God moves on to phase 3. <laughs> like I don't know. It's all kind of nebulous, but at the same time and and the world uh the 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 point that Bruce brought up in the discord of like does anybody else not think Star actually has his looks back? Like it feels like there's a joke that's going to flip the coin. Star's going to go back to his Yeah. Faucet body And yeah Faucet body <laughs> So th- I, f- I feel like that's coming At some point But we we'll see I would bet That One of
1: the first scenes Of the next episode Is the saint Approaching Jesse And being like Alright that guy's full of shit Yep. now we're together and he's not suspicious let's shoot this place up (laughs) yeah exactly i'm guessing that's what's gonna happen that makes sense because god god does the ultimate super villain just leaves the room like doesn't bother to see it through he's like all right you handle this i'm out of here i got things to do
0: but finally with between genesis and and the saint of killers it's like this is the combination that can be lethal to god right he doesn't see it through he just he's arrogant like yeah. jesse even says in this episode yep talking about the way god is i i will say when jesse was standing out in like the the plains or whatever outside just trying to beckon the saint forth i was like saints coming to masada and some shit's gonna happen i, oh, I hope so <laughs> i
1: all bets are off for me at this point as far as like what i what <laughs> we're i were gonna carry in finale. from the book yeah, yeah but i oh boy do i hope so
0: yeah yeah, and hopefully it's good. I got oh my god, if we get another repeat of the tank battle between the Saint and Sydney, it's not gonna be good. <laughs> smoke, fake smoke on the screen and shadows dropping out like cardboard yeah. cutouts and ooh. Uh, but maybe that's what they saved all their money for. I hope the so. Yeah. We'll I hope they they saved the it for and... the best God wig and tailored suit for for Mark Harleck and the oh.
1: Dude the shot When Tulip Is climbing up In the yes. elevator And he's standing there And he's like Come on The way he swaggers away <laughs> I was like This dude or is Or don't This and, dude yeah. is so cool <laughs> It was great I want to meet that dad It's such a <laughs> 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 Tell me about your dad Yeah it, uh, It's a fantastic performance He's definitely Even the The uh, the scene where he's talking to Tulip, the blocking and the way it was shot where they're side by side facing each other and yeah. she looks so small in the shot next to him because mm-hmm. he's a pretty tall guy. Yeah. Har- harlick has got to be like 6'4 or something. Yeah. He looks very, very tall. Look at him! He dude. looks even like he's taller than Joe Gilgan, even the scene where yeah. they're talking. And there's probably a little bit of camera trickery there. But just his, his, his uh, stature, he's a very tall, lean guy, yeah. which,
0: which again plays really, really well. It's uh, It's fantastic. I'm looking up on the back of my Mark Harlick trading card. IMDb says he's six foot. Really? That's but it. Ruth okay. might be like what five? Yeah, he looks a lot
1: taller than that. But it, again,
0: maybe it's they're just kind of playing. He's also got <laughs> yeah, yeah true. maybe he's got some great platform yeah platform boots or sh- she's 5'3". three yeah, so she's she's, she's, she's pretty tidy. small yeah. But anyway, that's the end of the recap for this week. Uh, I so you sound like you don't like it, and I get it. <laughs> I like I, I think um <laughs> Was it when I said I don't like it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't like it no. <laughs> but it also sounds like you're kind of open to the idea that like all right, like you're finally having to come to the terms that this is not the Preacher adaptation that you wanted, but there's still gold to be mined out of this. Yeah, absolutely. Like it it, it This
1: is a this is definitely a knee jerk reaction because i watched it last night yeah and i'm still processing yeah you need some time to stew over and like i said when the it's like any adaptation of anything you love right where where it deviates and when is naturally i think going to cause a little bit a little bit of you to kind of be like ah if if they would just do it the way it works then i would i know that we'll all be happy yeah and I don't mind deviation certainly, but I feel like it I have to appreciate where it's coming from. It has from. to be in the sake of improvement, right? Well, in the sake of improvement or in the sake of saying something different than the material is saying, but doing it well and having it be something worth saying. Yeah. Like I still don't really like for example, the the finale of Watchmen of the movie. Yeah. It's it's ten years old at this point, so they, there's yes, a there's a big change in in how what the final mechanic is, and while I understand it, I still don't really like it because it's it's better in the book, yeah. But it it's not it's not that it's bad in the movie. It's just like I don't know, different for the sake of
0: being different and not necessarily like yeah, better or and improvement like, or ch-
1: trying to make I don't know. It's weird. Well, we'll see what. On, the that, finale, on that note, I'm excited for the Watchmen show. I'm really excited uh, for that.
0: Uh, yeah, I've seen a couple trailers for it, and it looks interesting. It looks but sweet. But but I, anyway, I'm I'm due for a re-examination of Watchmen anyway. But
1: it's obviously 100 percent up to whoever is in charge, whoever the the artist or the author or whatever. Yeah. They they have their reasons, and and you know they I have I once had a lot of faith in this creative team. I just have. They have felt absent from this season. Yeah, which also is part of the reason I'm a little bothered. I don't feel their their authorship on it anymore. I don't feel their fingerprints on every episode like we used to. So yeah. it's, it's a bummer. Also, in that way, I kind of feel like Jesse and their God. And I'm like, hey, where are you? Get your ass back here and explain <laughs> this. Why
0: did you walk away from? Oh it? man, it's the most meta textual. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. Interesting. Well. We'll see, we'll see what the finale brings us next week I am very excited I'm
1: also very sad that this is the end of the road Yeah It's been, it's weird This is the first, this is the first podcast that we've done that that is really, feels like it's ending yeah. It's actually ending Like with Film Nerds we kind of chose to stop for a lot of reasons But mm-hmm. it wasn't forced upon us really Yeah alienist was always supposed to just be kind of a one-off experiment and i think truthfully i think the only reason we did it we tried to fit it into our already really busy lives was because we're like okay it's only a season yeah and then lo and behold (laughs) it's (laughs) coming back Yeah, westworld is still ongoing so we haven't had to make our peace with saying goodbye to that but this is a weird one because for for better for worse for all the ups and all the downs it has been really really fun so it will be really sad when it's all over we're
0: accomplishing the mission statement of talking about the show and in 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 the sense of like the whole we open every episode with i haven't read any of it and you've read all of it and that is for better or worse that is what the show is yeah so
1: and it's clearly playing out in this episode (laughs) yes (laughs) you're my my burden of all the knowledge is definitely a burden yeah i feel like if i i would love it if i hadn't read the book i would probably think this is just fantastic yeah and uh yeah, it's it's uh, it's been in a way, like I've said before, it bums me out that this is your first exposure to it. Yes. Yeah. But yes. it's just, uh, you know, it's just a different journey. That's all.
0: Well, and that's the thing. I, I still there's still a world where I can appreciate the books for what they are, which is nice. And I, I like that I have that ahead of me because I do I do want to read it. And I, and I think, you know, for all the times that I've been like, oh, I'm going to read The Dark Tower or I'm going to read The Alienist or whatever it's going to be. This is one where I feel like I'm genuinely extremely curious. I now have an investment into the property. Sure. Yeah. You know, so there's there's um, it's not just me wanting to get up to speed to be able to m- match you in discussion or be able to talk about something like the Dark Tower, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel this drive to mine it for for what it is and to understand where you're coming from and where you have come from over the season so you might actually get me to read something that would be pretty incredible (laughs) that's how you know the apocalypse has come (laughs) (laughs) reading yes when alex
1: reads well we'll have to figure out how when who etc joins us for whatever we do after if we're gonna do if we're going to record just us for the actual series finale and then do like a whole big, I don't know, we'll have to figure it out.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll figure out what we can do. And, you know, some of it depends on, uh, on uh, you know, the big things coming for us in the next month. Yeah, that's true. And whether or not true. the timing occurs the way that it's anticipated to occur. That is very true. And things like that. So at the very least, I think, I'm hoping... We can. We'll do our finale episode next week. I I think we should do a season wrap up the week after that with us, okay. and then depending on where things fall and what we do, maybe we can try to do a capper. Maybe we come back in a little bit of time to just kind of ruminate over everything. That'd Hopefully, cool. Lance has some time to catch up. Yeah, and David. David, David can interest. join us as well. So I think um, there there's some irons in the fire. Two weeks from now may not be the complete end of the road, but I think it'll be the the fulfillment of our of our promise of yes, the show of our covenant. Good. Yes. So all that said, once again ggtpodcast.com send us uh, uh, check out the rest of the show there. Send us emails at our gmail. Talk to us on Twitter as most people do. The Midwest Podcast Network has other shows about video games, horror movies, FX is the alienist and HBO's Westworld. Find out more about these shows as well as how to support the network at midwestpodcastnetwork.com. Our theme music is the song All In by The Red Thread and it is being used under a non-commercial Creative Commons license. And that's all for this episode of Gone to Texas. We can't wait to see what the finale of Preacher brings. But until then, go forth and speak the good word.